Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on wherever the heck you are. Um, this is round two of, uh, I think it's the fourth week, Deb, I, I think, yeah. Um, and and I do so appreciate you guys turning up. A whole bunch of people got dropped off the, uh, the chat room, but I would imagine that they will be back. Um, one thing that I did want to sort of start out with, because people kind of were going around in circles, uh, with it last time, and I wanted to kind of give you a um, sort of way of determining where you're coming from when you're when you're trying to put a point across, or when you're doing a reading, or when you're trying to give spiritual information to another person. Um, if you if you are saying I think this and I think that you're coming from your physical brain, your physicality, your consciousness and and that's a good place to come from if you're giving a recipe or if you're trying to share the combination to a safe or if you're trying to give directions to someone as far as how to get from here to there. However, if you're doing if you're dealing with spiritual information, if you're intuitively giving information to another person, um it's really more appropriate to to come from your spirit. So what should be coming out of your mouth um is I feel this and I feel that. And and if all you're doing is saying I think I think I think, you know you're not coming from that spiritual place you want to come from. It it's amazing on how you do give yourself clues as to where you're coming from if you pay attention to them. And and certainly I know that, that I, I try to do a reality check on myself often, especially when I'm reading. If I'm saying I think, I know that I have slipped back into the conscious mind and the ego is talking and not that the ego can't give good information because it certainly can. But but you want to make sure that if what you're 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 
you're trying to do is to tap into that higher consciousness, that element of yourself that is your intuition, then perhaps you you, you want to step back a second and reattach yourself or reconnect yourself to to that aspect of yourself that that is definitely um, you know the spiritual side of you and and has such wonderful wisdom and knowledge and insight. Uh, and again, if it's a recipe or the combination to a sa- stay safe, you know, stay with your conscious mind. That probably has a better idea of what you're trying to do. But but if you're trying to give spiritual information, if you're trying to share spiritual wisdom or spiritual insight, I feel almost automatically puts you into that level of consciousness. And if if you are programming yourself to to the point where you are you are saying when I feel I'm in my intuition, if you program that, if you set it up, if you if that's the way you make that connection, it works like a charm. It does give wonderful information too. Uh we're still working on the on on the laws because they're so very important. They are they are constantly at play within our lives. They are constantly uh, something that helps to guide us, and and they it's not it's not as though we can turn them on and off. They are always always in play, and it's it's not it's not like you can sit down and say, well, I'm going to make sure that my law of attraction is is you know cranking appropriately today, or my my law of resistance, or or whatever law you want to focus on. They're all always there. They're always in play, and what what puts action into them, what sets them in motion is our action. And so it's important that you, you, you know they're there. It's important that you understand they're constantly working within your reality. But, but the most important part is that they are constantly working on a spiritual level. And, and yes, that does transcend and it does, it does manifest within our our physical reality uh it, it's you know law of cause and effect you hit somebody in the face there's going to be a reaction there but but this is this is it deals more and more and more with the higher consciousness with the spiritual aspects that are that are at play within your reality you, you got to remember your personality and your consciousness are aware of just this reality. Your spirit is aware of all time. It has it has total recall. It knows where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. So that that's the aspect that these laws most definitely apply to. Now, that spirit manifests within reality through our physical reality so so it 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 does have play within this physical reality absolutely but we're talking higher consciousness here you know primarily we're talking intent perception we're talking those aspects not not so much the mundane reality that that we all exist in but but it's important to understand that that it is not just this reality that that concerns us because we are a spirit and and that brings me right to the law of one which which a lot of people have trouble with a lot of people kind of struggle with the law of one because in many ways it it tells us that 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 we're all we're all connected that that we are all 
part of a huge collective, and that huge collective is what what some call God, what some call infinite spirit, what some call the universal consciousness. It doesn't matter what you call it. We're all part of that big spirit. And and because of that, it's so important to understand that because we are a piece of it, because we are connected. Now, this is going to sound irreverent, but but it's important that that we sort of grasp and wrap our arms around the fact that 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 spirit within us is part of the divine, if you want to call it that, and, and there is an aspect of divinity here amongst each and every one of us. It's not that some people have more than others. That's not the case. The The reality here is that um, if that, that creative consciousness out there you're calling God, then you are a God. If you're calling that great creative consciousness out there the infinite spirit, you are the infinite spirit. Whatever you want to call that part of you that that you perceive as being out there that you pray to that you talk to that you worship um that is you it's not out there as much as it's in here and and it's really important that that we start um i'm not saying you're going to get it all in one shot because i i sure as heck haven't but but it is it is really important that we understand not only are we part of the creator, we are a representative of the creator, if you want. And each and every one of us is another representative of that piece of us that created us. So that, so that, it, so that we are, we're not gods in that we expect somebody to worship us, because that's certainly not the case. But within us, we carry God. It's that simple. And and Deb found something on the Internet, um, and she shared it, and I shared it as well, and it was said by uh, the Dalai Lama. And he said, this is my simple religion. There is no need for temples. Excuse the airplane. Um, there is no, this is my simple religion. There is no need for temples. No need for complicated philosophy. Our own brain, our own heart is our temple. The philosophy is kindness. And, and it's, it's true. And if we can grasp the fact that we don't need a religion or a philosophy, it is, it is the spirit within and the kindness and the love that we treat ourselves and our fellow man that that is a form of worship um so if you if you understand and can grasp the fact that 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 that, that person you've been taught to worship if you are of of a christian faith or a, a jewish faith or a lot of faiths that person that you have been taught to worship is inside of you that you are a part of it then you don't worship at the mirror or anything like that but you you start to understand and take responsibility for your actions a little more um with with greater insight with greater understanding with greater compassion hopefully so when you start listening to your intuition you're listening to that spirit within you you're listening to that part of that which you call god that you carry within you and and once you do that 
everything, you, you realize everything is connected to everything else. What we think, what we say, what we do, what we believe, all have a corresponding effect on the others around us and the world around us. So, so it's really important that we understand that, that, that we are one with, with our creator. And as such, when we become creators, and, and I'm not talking about having children because, you know, that's, yeah, you're a creator when you create children. But when you create beauty, when you create, um, when you create magic within your own life, you are, you are then turning around and being a creator. When you garden, when you put plants in the ground and they grow and you have beautiful flowers, you have become a creator. You have become someone who has created and brought beauty into the world. Now, that's physically doing it. But, but, but spiritually doing it is a whole other ball of wax. When, when you use your words to share beauty, to share love, to share compassion, that's being creative and that's being a creator as well. And, and you know, there are so many ways that, that we, we profoundly impact our reality that we don't even pay attention to. And that's why I am pounding on these laws because on a spiritual level they apply absolutely on a physical level they do apply but but they aren't quite as absolute and they aren't quite as constant and and quite often you have to understand that these laws are universal laws and being such being universal they 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 are not addressing just this lifetime they are addressing all lifetimes so, so sometimes when a spirit comes in here and and you know and and it's it's the thing that it has signed up for is to understand some of the the aspects of it, the consequences of its actions in past lifetimes. Sometimes the the nicest, sweetest, most wonderful person gets crap thrown at them constantly, and and they don't understand why. And people don't say, you know, why do bad things happen to nice people? This is one of the explanations to it. And and you don't have to swallow it whole. Just just think about it a little bit. Um, sometimes we come into a lifetime to balance out our karma, to balance out things that have happened in past lifetimes. It doesn't seem fair when you're talking on a human physical, this lifetime only level. But when you're looking upon each lifetime as a part of a huge puzzle, it makes greater sense. Sometimes we, we come into a lifetime uh, and, and our, our, our point is to experience things that, that we haven't done in, in other lifetimes. And, and on a spiritual level, we look and we say, oh my God, you know, did their application get lost in the mail and are they just throwing crap at this person or whatever? Sometimes this is what we sign up for. And I think that that's, that's one of the other laws, and I can't remember which one it is, and I'm going to try to find it. But, but, um, See, I haven't memorized these either. Um, it's the, the, the law of, um, let me see, magnetic affinities. You know, we choose our parents. We choose our situations. We choose our, our time of birth, our day of birth, and that de- determines our character, our personality, our abilities, our, our restrictions, the timing for strengths and weaknesses. It's, 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 it's amazing how before we come into a lifetime, we set ourselves up, and, and, and I don't really mean set ourselves up for failure or stuff like that because we have control over 
a lot of things that come in. So, so it's 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 really important for us to understand that that we have requested experiences, and that's what happens. We request experiences to to more highly tune, to to better tune our and and and. If you look upon us as diamonds to give us another facet, another window to look through, another way to perceive reality and our journeys. And and so when these situations, these lessons, these situations, these struggles are, are put up to us, um, and, you know, and, and sometimes, oftentimes they are struggles and they are really hurtful and they're hard and they're difficult. But the reality is, if you can understand and perceive the fact that this is a lesson that you have given to yourself, and because of that, it's not insurmountable, first of all. And second of all, if you can look upon it as a challenge you've put to yourself, and you know that there's an answer to it, there's a creative way around it, it doesn't mean that you have to hit it head on. It means that you can go around either side, above it or under it. You can... You can, you can transcend the lesson any way you choose you can even turn around and walk away from it but the lesson will come back at you again and again and again until you deal with it so it's it's our choice we 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 are able and not only that but because because how we perceive situations determines how they the outcome of them so if you look at these challenges and you say, okay, I understand. This is a challenge. How can I how can I deal with this? What is the best way for me to deal with this? And and also, you know, it's it's okay to say. And and what am I learning from this? And and you can't be flipped with this. You have to understand that there's a reason that we are given challenges. So if you sit back and you really look at them, and you really say, okay, you know, what what did I do here? that that brought this challenge to me and how can I grow from it and what is the lesson and it's not don't do that again dummy it's it's you know did you give your power away is there is there something that you're not dealing with internally that you need to deal with and that that once you deal with it the struggle will go away and usually that's the case usually it's it's our fears sometimes that help to bring these situations to us and once we understand what that fear is, once you deal with it, it goes away. And and it's it's part of it's another part of life. And it doesn't mean that you have to put yourself through, you know, under a microscope and and try to tear yourself apart. It it means that there are lessons here. And what's the lesson? Um it it's it's I can only relate it to experiences I've had myself. Sometimes I've given my power away. And, and you know, that's not a smart thing to do. Sometimes I've been over-trusting. Sometimes I have trusted people that, that hadn't earned the trust. Sometimes I, and it's not that, that, that in any way, shape, or form it was a bad thing. It was a lesson. It was something you needed to learn. And once you learn it and once you put it into practice, it doesn't come back at you. The law of reflection is is a cool law. It's one of one of the coolers, and um, it says that the traits you respond to in others you recognize in yourself, both positive and negative. And and you know what you admire in others often you recognize as existing within yourself. And and what you that which you resist and attract to strongly in others is sure to be found within yourself. So that. 
so that the, you know it 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 makes a difference to kind of look at other people and understand they're a mirror and what is it that that you that you honor what is it that you you think needs a little bit of work and 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 it's not being judgmental of another person it's oh my goodness <laughs> maybe i've done that too and uh there're a whole bunch of people that walk around that that feel very good about themselves because they're pure of heart and stuff like that and you know for the most part i find that that those people that that boast and brag about how good they are often are hiding something so i i sometimes when i come up against these people i have to step back and look in the mirror and say okay have i become holier than thou somehow <laughs> because if that's the case that's not a way i want to go and i want to back up and i want to um refine my my presentation of myself just a little bit because um you know my feet are clay just like everybody else's and and i get smacked in the face just as often as everybody else does and i i make huge mistakes the same way as everybody else does and and you know when they come these days i i won't say that that i'm perfect cuz i'm not and and when when something hits me and it's unexpected i explode like everybody else and i rant and i rave and i try not to do it too publicly because that's not appropriate but but after that's out you know after that's finished then i take a look at what what did i not see here what do i need to learn from this and wow that was a major lesson and gee whiz um okay i'm going to grow from this rather than holding on to it and being angry if you let go of it and move on then life does begin to flow a lot better and i'm not saying this is easy by the way i'm saying this is something i've worked on for a very very long time and i'm not i'm not really as good at it as i would like to be at this point in time but at least i've experienced this and i can tell you that this process does work and and that paying attention to these universal laws helps you exceed it 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 helps you tremendously to understand and be able to perceive your reality in a different way and once you perceive you know what you perceive is what you create because it is your perception that 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 puts the energy out there that manifests within this reality and and you can't do this playfully you can't do this oh for the fun of it let me create an amusement park in my backyard that's that's not where we're talking here we're talking on a spiritual level we're you know and and i think that that so many people get caught up in these laws applying to our spiritual reality more so than anything else they apply to our spiritual our spiritual reality and yes they do come into play in our physical reality but but not not with the same impact that they hit the spirit within us um oftentimes when they hit our physical reality it's an overflow of what has already hit the spirit and and yes all of these laws apply to us on a physical plane they they apply to us in our physical realities if you actually live these laws sincerely and purely within your heart of hearts on a conscious level then then you've got it made but but there are very few people around who are able to to actually embrace them and live them totally um 
and it would take a lot and i and i'm not sure that a person could actually survive in a physical reality if this if if they applied all these laws constantly i have a feeling that they would most probably need to be on an island someplace protected from the rest of humanity uh be, because they wouldn't survive in this in in this environment that we have created for ourselves but law of reflection really 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 important and and this this the fact that we need to understand totally understand that we have created this existence all of it all of it all the crap all the difficulty we have created it and and we can't complain about it because this was our creation. We chose this. We we put it together. We carefully constructed um, all of the things that touch us, all of the things that 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 are um, that that are that, that we are running up against the difficulties and the challenges. We asked for them, and I know that you know people will say on a conscious level, "There's no way in hell I could have signed up for this." But the reality is, totally, you did. Totally, you needed work on on different different kinds of of aspects of life, and and no matter how difficult or or pleasurable your life is, it's something you signed up for. There are wonderful lessons that are that are put in place for you to you know challenges, and I look on them as challenges. Now, you know, nobody's perfect. When a challenge hits, usually it explodes in your face and you're upset. There have been times the challenges have hit me and all I could do was sit and cry or get angry and yell. But, but you know, with a certain amount of time, I mean, everybody has to have a good cry and everybody has to be able to um, sort of vent their, their energy. But, but after that, it's a matter of how do you deal with what is going on? How do you how do you sort of roll your sleeves up and say, "All right, this I can fix," and 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 there is not a challenge out there that you can't fix. There is nothing that you can't do. If you are, you know, if something smacks you in the face, this is something that you need to deal with. And it it may mean that you need to make some changes, some subtle changes. It may mean that you have to um, take a look at your perception and what's going on. And, And if you're seeing same old, same old, if all you're saying in your head is, yeah, I know where this is going, yeah, I know where this is going, then then it is your perception that you need to work on and you need to perceive about how, okay, changes need to be made so I can move in this direction and and you know you have that's what free will is you know you can choose to stay in the muck and mire or you can choose to take action and and move in a new direction but but you have to understand that it it isn't just so easy as i'm going to shift my perception it's i'm going to work in another direction i'm going to address another direction for my growth for my evolution for my whatever you want to call it for my life and it 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 it's not so much that you're doing anything wrong at the moment it's that you can do things righter and i'm i'm sure that's well it's a word now but but you can do things more rightly you can you can shift your perception you can you can take a look at at other directions you can open yourself to other possibilities and potentialities because they're out there and sometimes we feel that we are just so locked into place it's impossible to move but that's our perception here the think 
we think we're in a place that we can't get out of. The reality is, is what you think, and that's what you're putting out there, and that's exactly what you're getting back. So understanding that everything is possible is is magic. And once you grasp it, once you wrap your arms around it, once you understand that that you know whether it's 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 an uncomfortable situation or whether it's a disability or whether it's an illness there are ways to make life rich abundant and joyful no matter what it is that is going on um yesterday i used the example of my husband patrick when he found that he had cancer uh and that he was going to die there was no way around it there was that was it um and you know his first thing was i'm not afraid of death but you know let's let's see what we can do to um to 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 stay as long as we 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 can and let's see what we can do um let's see let's see what we can do to make it it more comfortable and let, let's see what we can do to prolong this. And not that I want to put it off, but I want to make it as fulfilling and as rich as we can. And that's exactly what he did. And um, I must say that that the dignity and the strength and the positive attitude that he had throughout the whole process was mind-boggling. And so when he did pass, it was it was with such such amazing strength and dignity that that it was beautiful and you can't feel sad because he filled it exactly the way he wanted to and and he he passed over with with a gentle just a breath it was amazing so so it's our choice um i've just been i've just been reminded that that marie has her hand up hi marie how are you doing Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm going to turn off this air conditioner so you can hear me. Okay. There you go. I am doing wonderful, and I hope everyone else is doing well, too. Um, I was just saying in the chat room, and I'm really curious to what everyone else uh, thinks. Uh, We're talking about, you know, being aware of different levels of the self, and mm-hmm. of the programming that's running, whether past life or karmic or whatever. Um, I was talking with Dr. Sheldon Caesar yesterday, and as I said in chat, he's the author of the most powerful book of affirmations ever written. And mm-hmm. he also is now doing structured water. And since I'm a Hado instructor with Dr. Emoto from Japan, uh, he asked me to kind of, run through some things about water with him and teach a class for him. But he asked me, and this is the part I'd like input on, did I know the difference between the unconscious mind, subconscious mind, and the conscious mind? Now, usually I used to say unconscious mind, but then I was corrected not too long ago and said, no, it's called the subconscious mind. And then when he recorrected me back to the unconscious mind, I realized, okay, there's a big confusion about these definitions and where what part of our mind we can actually literally tap um good question and and i think that from 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 a nazi i'm thinking um (laughs) from 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 what i have read from the research that i have done 
it's a matter of semantics and it's a matter of your own perception. As far as my perception goes, we have our, our ego, which is to me our conscious mind. And all the rest of it is, is our higher consciousness and we have access to it, but we just have to, to have the ego step aside a little bit. So you have total access, in my opinion, in my feeling. Uh, you have total access to all of your your consciousnesses. And if you want to, it's sort of like you can either have you know many different levels like an elevator or you can have one gigantic room. It's totally up to you. And, and it depends upon the person you're talking to, how they want to, uh, you know, segment it all. Uh, it, it's, it's real easy to say, okay, so this level of consciousness only deals with this, these things and this level of consciousness deals with other things. For me, it's so much easier that the consciousness is our physical reality, what we see, feel, taste, smell, whatever. You know, it's those things that we are totally conscious of. It's our physical mundane reality our higher consciousness is that of spirit and and it contains everything and we have access to it and those people who who meditate those people who pray those people who are are listening to their intuition they're they're tapping into that aspect of themselves the thing is that that people are very reluctant to to claim or embrace or acknowledge the fact that that is their their connection to the infinite, and so quite often they will they will say, "I talk to you know Master So and So or Saint So and So or whatever." The reality is that is your connection to the infinite, the totality of creation. And however you want to explain the information that you bring forward from that aspect of yourself is totally up to you. Does that make sense to you? It makes sense to me. Um, that I, I've seen glimpses. Oh, the subconscious mind, you know, is that program that's running. And um, um, the unconscious mind seems to me to be the key player of everything, even though the unconscious mind might be the mayonnaise on the sandwich. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Caesar seems to think that the un- unconscious mind is the part that's extremely difficult to tap. That's the, that's the uh, what are they, oh, I think there's a book out called like the God Code kind of, it's mm-hmm. the original b- blueprint. And most because a lot of people say, well, I don't think I have control over things. You know, when you're discussing what you're talking about now, about you mm-hmm. coming to learn lessons and that, a lot of people don't get that part because there's some gap, and I'm not sure what the gap is, and you just explained some of it between that subconscious and unconscious mind. Dr. Caesar seems to think the subconscious mind is easier to tap than the uh, unconscious mind, and I looked so, some research, and they, one man described the un, subconscious mind as that part that'll let you drive to your destination, even though you weren't really fully conscious of what you were doing, and you just uh-huh. did it rotely. And so the subconscious mind is always helping, working. Uh, it's always turned on. It's like our autopilot, but the unconscious mind is a part that. Some people, unless 
they have a lot of study according to these different researches, that's the part that's the challenge, getting weight down that deep and find out, okay, why did I really come here and who am I really? Okay, well, I, I think, you know, just to totally blow you totally out of the water, I I feel that it is totally up to each individual how they want to perceive their consciousnesses. Mm-hmm. And if you want to perceive that something is difficult, it will be difficult. Okay. I perceive the two levels. And when I have my ego step aside, I have total access to all of the other cool stuff that's there because that's how I perceive it. And, and I, I would submit to you that, that if you want to have difficult places inside of yourself, then that is exactly what you will have. If you want to perceive that it is an easy access, then it will be. So that so that if it in segmenting it as much as these peop, these other people are, they are they are creating greater difficulties for themselves in accessing the information that is there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the ego, with all of the intellect connected to it, creates so many so many steps that that people perceive they aren't capable of getting up all those steps to get to the other side so that so that if if you can sometimes one can sometimes overwhelm themselves with information from other people to the point that they lose themselves in other people's philosophies instead of allowing themselves to trust their own mhm so For it's sure. what you pre- <laughs> it's what you perceive is what you get. And and I know that's a lot to swallow and, and um I I don't know any other way to put it out to you because because our ego, that which is very aware, totally aware of this reality, is is part of what we we created before we came down here. You know, we set all that up by choosing when we were going to be born and stuff like that. So that some sometimes people have egos that that just are impossible to get through over and around. I mean, it's. I'm sorry. Sometimes there are <laughs> egos like that, and yeah. and sometimes it takes a lot of convincing to the ego that you know go out for lunch. I've got it from here, and and you know if if it's what you perceive, it's what you allow because because the ego is what is in control of this physical reality. It what. It's what makes you who you are. It is your personality. It is your character. It is all of your strengths and weaknesses. That's who your ego is. And if you only identify yourself by your ego, it's very difficult to move into the spiritual aspect of yourself that has a totally different philosophy because it has universal everything at its beck and call so that so that the ego the the consciousness the ego um mm-hmm. does likes to be in control and and you know for the most part of your life until you began to understand there was a spiritual aspect of it your ego did a real good job of getting you to where you are yeah exactly. now once you are aware that there is a greater part of you that is that is an extension and a completion of what the ego starts out as, 
it's sort of like, you know, you, you talked about the elephant in the room and stuff like that. The mm-hmm. ego is the trunk, and yep. the whole rest of the elephant is the spirit. And so to go from the trunk to the spirit is, is, is a windy path for sure. But, but, <laughs> but what happens is when you get to the spirit that, that is the source of all creation that you carry within, within you, you know, you take a look at the personality and part of you shakes its head and said, what was I thinking? And the other part says, well, it certainly is drawing the lessons that we asked for. So, you know, we might as well deal with it and try to work with it. And, and so what, what we have going on here is a, an attempt to, to build the bridge between the ego and the, and, and the spirit within. And in my perception, and that's just me personally, in my perception, there are just those two. And, you can you can make as many different um you know levels if you want to if that's if that's how you learn if that's how you want to to perceive it you know you go for it but to me it's so much for me it is so much easier to understand that 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 my physical reality is one part of me and my spiritual reality is another part of me and and there is a bridge between the two and and once i get traffic going back and forth you know the ego feels easier about intuition because it realizes I'm going to let it control lots of things like when do I take a bath and when do I eat and the spiritual side is going to take care of my philosophy and stretch it and grow it with wisdom and knowledge and hopefully you know cool stuff but but like icing on the cake stuff yeah you know uh, Barbara can I ask you uh, this and anyone else that wants to um, add in there is a level, and I think the story in the Bible by Jesus walking on the water, and as we know, many mystics, well, not many, but several other mystics have walked on water. I mean, there's uh, there's been things saying, well, yeah, they did do that in those days, or if they were consciously able to do things. I do know people who have been able to levitate, um, uh-huh. And actually, science has noted that people got five to ten pounds, three pounds lighter um, during meditation. I know people who actually literally scared themselves and levitate to the ceiling. And once they got to the ceiling, they realized, oh, my gosh, I'm off the ground. They got scared, and the fear uh-huh. brought them down, and they were never able to do it again. But they had been in study, you know, esoteric and um, deep study for a long time, some of them. And I don't think it takes a long time to get there. I think it's just that other side of the veil. And my question is, what about that other part of us that, um, and I quote the Bible because that's the only one I kind of know, which is these things I do even greater you shall do. Getting Uh to that other place where all that data is that uh, once I curl like five spoons, um, you know, really easy listening to uh, blog talk. Uh, no, um, I forget. Another. Uri Geller? Uh, no, not Uri. The one that's on um, News for the Soul. Uh-huh. Uh, I forgot her name. Um, she had a spoon bending kit, but she used to have a video on uh, YouTube, I think, where she was showing herself bending it. So I could get the spoon and just lightly hold it, and I guess so I could really curly cue it really tight, you know. Uh-huh. And, but I had to be looking at her do it on that video. As soon as I walked away from that video, I couldn't do it. 
or there's and, and been you, times I couldn't I get a jar open for three days. I tried and tried, and I went to sleep, and went, and all of a sudden I woke up and said, I can do that, and I got up in the jar open totally mm-hmm. easy. That's that. Where is that at? And other people have talked about it. You know, that place well, where they give you all the information when you're in dream, <laughs> and then as you wake up they take it all away. You go, no, I need that information. No, but they, <laughs> they don't take it all away. You're they take it away. That place where... No are basically what we would call, you know, X-men, X-women, superhuman, but not really. That's the other part of you that has those abilities. I'm not saying every single person has those abilities. Oh, no, they do. They do. Everybody Everybody does. I think they do. Yeah. I would think they would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, Well, go ahead, Deb. I thought Deb was here. Um, uh, Yes, who's your co-host today? That was Deb. Um, Oh, Deb, your consciousness takes it away. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I think your ego says, you don't need that. But but first of all, um, as far as what was happening is when you were watching her video, you were tuning to her energy, you were connecting to her energy, and and you were able to... to, to sort of draw her energy into yours. And and because she could do it, you believed that you were connected, so you believed that you could do it too. The reality is you could do it too. And and but but watching her video, you were connecting to her and her perception and her belief, and so you were able to do it because of that. You could have closed your eyes and run the video through your head and connected that way. But but you know whichever way it works for you, fine. But but yes, you have the power to do that. And yes, Jesus was a, an amazing teacher, and he he didn't come here to create a religion. He came here to show people what what they were capable of, and and again, he did such a good job they killed him. So um, oh, which <laughs> you know so so the, which is why nobody wants to be that good a teacher ever again. But but. <laughs> But the reality here is you you don't believe you can do it, so you can't. It's what you're putting out there. It's your perception. You know, I can, you know, if you truly believed that you, well, let me, let me put it this way. You truly believe that you can, um, oh, something simple, that, 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 that you can um, wash your hands if water is present. You know that. There's no problem. You know, water is present, you wash your hands, and things are fine. You believe that. That is something that you know in your heart of hearts that you can do. If you have that same conviction about walking on water when it's not frozen, you mm-hmm. could do it. There's, there's, no, there's no reason why you couldn't do it. You don't believe it. You hope Am it. Am I you here now? It. You dream it. Yep, huh? you're there. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Deb. What I w- was going to say is, okay, before I got old enough and with the right people to learn all the fancy jargon, I used to do a lot of things because I didn't know I couldn't. Uh-huh. When I got flat out told I could not levitate and convinced of it, they gave me all the right mortal, muggle, you know, mundane reasons why I couldn't levitate. And I believed it. And then it was about oh, 15 years ago, 
I said, this is a bunch of crap. I know I can levitate. I've done it before. So I meditated. And at that point, at that instance, I focused on the the flames, the purple flames, okay, violet flames. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the violet flames, I meditate or I levitated. Boy, I got to get my words straight. And and I w- was holding the position for a very long time. It scared the crap out of my teenage son. <laughs> He's solid. He come down, he come down the stairs and saw me about. He, he said I was a good four foot off the couch. Okay. And and he thought he was going crazy. He wasn't sure what was going on. And. Yeah, I come out of it, and I hit the marble table. So I'll tell you, if you come out too fast and you're not aimed correctly, it's going to hurt. <laughs> but but he just kept saying, he says, I haven't ever seen you do that. And I says, yeah, because for all these years, I had gone back to the mortal muggle way of thinking that I couldn't do it or I shouldn't do it. But the minute I installed my old teachings from, you know, the the alchemy, that if you can think it, you can be it. Mm-hmm. If you think it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Then it'll work. As above, and that, that so is, below. So see, that's that's as there's within, where the, as a, so without. I mean, this absolutely. is where all those that all comes from. And and I was looking at different things that you put in here, and you're asking why. You don't need to know why. Why is probably the worst three combinations of W H and Y put together because it muggles everybody all up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It just is. It's belief. Yeah, and that and belief varies from culture to culture, I think, because in one well, culture... Well, you know, a lot of people... Okay, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said this this way, but a lot of people believe, well, Christ did it, you know, Jesus did it because of who he was. It wasn't just who he was, it's who, who and what he believed. Right. That's why he mm-hmm. said, just as you said, as I do, you can do even greater. Mm-hmm. Because you can, you if you believe in something that hard, especially most of us have, have never seen what he saw or what he knew of that he, you know. So if we can believe as hard without having it presented to us, then our faith is mm-hmm. greater. Our belief is greater. We should be able to do it. That, that's how it's applied. Well, not we only have, that, but we've, um, we've been taught. A pre-programming begin? Is it before birth? Is it when you come into the collective consciousness and it starts tuning your beliefs for you when you follow into your culture, your family? I mean, where does that start? And um, uh, It's hard to say because a lot of people are never pre-programmed. Well, I think it... From what from what my research has shown, it believe it, it become it happens when the spirit comes into the fetus when consciousness is present that's when it starts because when there is consciousness in the fetus it's getting input from the mother from the father from the environment and all of that and that's that's in in my understanding that's where the pre-programming starts um, but but I think also but but also there is that that aspect of understanding the element of faith Faith has nothing to do with a religion. Faith is believing and knowing that, that something is possible. And right. we, have been, we have been taught that faith in a religion is, is protective for us. Faith in a 
belief system is important because we don't know enough to have faith in ourselves. And that's where I, I, I believe um, a major stumbling block is. We have been taught that we cannot do so much that we have hobbled ourselves. No one's done it right. for us. And, and part, of, part of understanding the spiritual and, and the power of the spirit within us is first to understand that it's there and it's powerful and embrace it. And it doesn't mean that you can't still believe in a universal energy out there, but you have to, the, the, the important thing is you, that you understand that you as well are that energy. You are, um, you are a representative of that energy. You have the same power. You are, a, you know, it's it's like it was broken apart and every piece equaled the whole. And that's what we are. And we are equal to that energy. And if you have the faith that you are capable of doing that, trust me, you can do it. All of us astral travel. All of us leave our body when we go to sleep at night and come back in. All of us do many wonderful things that we don't even realize we're doing because at that moment in time, our consciousness, the ego, is asleep. And it's not paying attention to what the spirit is doing. And the spirit often, uh, you know, when, when the consciousness, when the ego is at rest, when the ego is not doing anything, when it's sleeping, the spirit is able to do amazing things. We've all felt levitation. We've all felt coming back into our bodies uh, with a jerk. We've all felt that element of falling. We, we, we know that, we, that it's possible. And, and we, we kind of think, wow, that was amazing. That was a, a really amazing dream. It wasn't a dream. It was reality. And, and we are taught to not acknowledge the miracles that we are capable of. And so there's a, a lot of unteaching that has to go on here in order to reach into that part of us, the part called the higher consciousness or the super consciousness or the spirit within or you, you name it whatever you like. But, but, you always, but most people say, I don't have access to that part. You only don't have access because you won't let yourself have access to it. It's really as easy as that. There are no stumbling blocks in your way if you perceive there are no stumbling blocks in your way. Well, then why, I know there could be a myriad of reasons, but some of the reasons that you do not allow that via ego or uh, conscious mind, why, why is it set up that way? What's the agenda to keep you small when you're so much bigger than that? Whose agenda? I mean, you know, you you came into this reality, right? Um, so you, in, in in full understanding, you're coming in making decisions, and I know you come in to learn lessons or experiences is the other thing. But is that the only mechanism that I can't remember who I really am because I have to I have to experience it? So I shut off that part of my brain. And no, 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 you're not, no, no, you're not shut you're out. You're not shut out. What's happening is that um, you, you, you set up this scenario to come in, mm-hmm. to become human, to experience things in the human realm. And 
And that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. That's what everybody is doing at this moment in time. Now, at some point in time, there is there is the, the place where you suddenly sit, have that aha moment. There is something more, and that's the aha moment when the first door is is kind of opened up, and you can you know there's another side, and then it's a matter of how do I reach it? Do I trust it? Do I embrace it? Do I you know? And then then we do research, and we find oh no, that's hard because you know you can't do that because you aren't at this point, or you can't do that, and and so that there are things set in place that if we allow them to change our perception in that we can't do it, that we don't. But the reality is you don't need to accept that philosophy. It's, it's not that there is one way to do it. As many people as there are on this planet, there are that many different ways to have access to it. How you perceive the process is totally up to you. If you are taught that there must be a teacher, there must be someone wiser, there must be another way of doing this, there must be a, a, a more spiritual way, and oh my God, so-and-so has 20 steps. That's where I'm going because that has to be the best way because there are more steps. No, there's, there's, there's one step. You go from here to there. That's but if right. you Cut choose, out the middle, man. Yeah, but if you choose to have lots and lots of steps, that's perfectly okay. That's you know, it, but but the reality is we find our own we find our our own pathway, and by by looking for other people's pathways, we divert ourselves. Um, I you know I I've talked to many 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 people who do this this kind of stuff, and everybody has a different story, and everybody took a different pathway, and everybody was absolutely a hundred percent you know accurate in what they were doing, but. It's when you claim your own divinity and you you turn from what other people have done to the teacher within you and allow that teacher to open the doors for you that you really that you really start to experience the magic. And I'm not saying don't talk to other experts because I think that's fabulous. It's always wonderful to speak with other people that have gotten to a place that you want to go to. And it's wonderful to hear their stories. But but you don't have to replicate them and you don't have to accept their philosophies. I, I you know, there have been hundreds, probably thousands of people that that, that I have shared with over the years that, that have wonderful philosophies, some of which I like and I stole part of them and some of them I said that's garbage and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna believe that. And but but you have to understand that it's totally up to you. It's your way. It's not somebody else's way. It's not how Gandhi got there, how Casey got there, how how um, Rasputin got there, how how Nostradamus got there. It's not how any of them got there. They all had their own their own pathway, and and it worked for all of them. But but your pathway is your pathway, and if you try other people's methods, and it's wonderful to listen to the philosophies because. They've put tremendous thought into it, and and you know I, you know there are there are moments when I have one philosophy on the evolution of mankind, and then there are other moments that I'm totally off and wacko in another area. So that so that y- you have to understand, there's no cut and dried, but it has to be your philosophy, and it has to be what you create for the person, the spirit within you, 
and whatever is most appropriate for you is what you install and what you follow and 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 if 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 someone else's you know if you feel that you need to follow somebody else's pathway go ahead but ultimately you have to find your own way and and you know i, I have i made it difficult for myself you betcha <laughs> have I made wrong turns and fallen in the in the in the in the berry patches? You betcha. Um, and will I still again? You bet. <laughs> I mean, that's part of this whole process. But 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 in my experience, it's what you're perceiving that you create. If you perceive 20 steps or 10 steps or three different levels of consciousness, or I've seen as many as 40, um, and 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 then then people think, oh God, I'll never get there. But I'm only on level two, or I'm only on level three. What's the matter with just opening the door and going there and talking to the spirit within? Yeah, I mean it's, it's much easier. <laughs> And and I only say this because I have been one of those that have looked for 20 and 30 ways, and I have looked for a teacher that makes it hard and difficult, and I have looked for someone who's told me about the struggle it is to touch into that higher consciousness and how difficult it is. And and I bought it all. I really did. And in some cases, I paid huge amounts of money that I didn't have to find out that it's easy and you don't need it all. All you need to do is 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 to truly and absolutely embrace the spirit within you, and that's not for many. That's that's a very hard step. And I'm 70 years old, and I'm just getting to the point that I understand it. So um, so you know it's 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 a struggle, but it's a it's a wonderful struggle. And I think Queen has something she wants to say. So hi, Queen. You want to add in here? I do. Your timing is really good because I'm putting grout down or mastic down on the counter. But, yeah, I do want um, to add something. Um, Marie, um, Lucy Show is on DTR. And when you go check her out, she's on every day. Tell her opulence sent you back to her. Um, she has some fabulous, fabulous expressions and people um, as guests every day. And the levitation, the um, um, and, and the flying, and, and that kind of thing. I was reflecting. I used to do it a lot. I don't regret not doing it or miss it. I know I can do it because I've done it. But I used to do it a lot, and I would take off with my dancing. And because uh, at that time I was focused more on my dancing, which I'm coming back to now, ironically. And. That was just like a, a, a way for me to, to take off. And the knowing that all things are possible within us is truly the key, knowing that and holding on to that. And surrounding yourself is my knowing with people who will affirm that with you mm-hmm. so that you are surrounded by that vibration. Uh, talking to spirit, of course, is the ultimate um, blessing in this expression to bring forth anything that we want. And yet sometimes we get we get caught up in the drama. <laughs> well yes, we get caught up in the drama. By remembering in the blink of an eye things can change. Literally and figuratively, just with the blink of an eye, 
when you you're looking at something and if you blink your eye and open it again, there has been a shift. And mm-hmm. we have the capacity. We are, as Barbara has said, uh, we are part of the the all knowing, the all wise uh, mother. I like to call her, and we just have to remember that. And in thinking of it from a, a mother coming from the mother, being part of that mother's love is is so giving. In in those cases, there are some horrendous mothers. So you know you have to erase that programming, reprogram, plugging into like-minded um, energies is my my um, statement to stay in that in that vibration would be would help to make it easier and to help make the journey even much more magical which is my intention and my um, accomplishment. I will speak it into reality. I am living in a magical uh, reality of my own my own creation. And Barbara, I've started writing, and it's flowing. I'm, I'm loving it. And, and magic is, is all intertwined in, into the, the so-called mundane reality. I, I see the magic you know, as I'm putting the words on the pages and invoking Tehuti, truth, and there's another name, Dajon. I, I don't say it. Uh, anyway, you all can look it up if, if you um, wish. And I had m- mentioned Ma'at before in terms of the laws and right. her connection with Tehuti, and Ma'at is um, the keeper of, of laws and justice, and I'm going to go back to and listen to you all and go back to what I'm, I'm doing um, in addition to, I'm multitasking. We can do a lot of things at one time. Mm, we can do it all. We can, we Queen, and, and that part that Queen was talking about, um, about feeling um, that you're connected and having what I call a tribe, I think the human side of you needs to be affirmed and feel like you belong to something. Mm-hmm. So if you can find people who are believing or a culture or whatever, oops, sorry, um, that is in tune to what where you're going, like just hearing you say, well, I levitate it. Well, that makes me feel better about waking up and hitting my head on the ceiling a couple of times. <laughs> I knew it wasn't a dream, but it's okay to feel that it, it grounds it into the consciousness. Does that make sense? Sure. And and it it there there is an element of the consciousness at some point has to accept the belief or it doesn't work because the consciousness is that that part of you that goes, oh, are you really sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> and, that and, and that need to want to be I don't know how everyone else was, but I didn't want to be super normal because I had a family that was kind of like that. So it wasn't too bad on me because, I, as I said before, people have gotten punished for being six sensory or, or knowing things. I didn't have that going on in my family. But there was always the underlining, you know, well, be careful, don't go too far down the street, you know, <laughs> that kind yeah. of sensitive type child rearing that some people call fear-based rearing. Uh, to not stand out, and I think we talked about that before, when you stand out, and as you just said a minute ago, Barbara, 
stand out too far, you might get attacked. And that's put in our religions to remind us that. You know, and they only have to take out a couple people, and they're like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that anymore because they'll target me. Mm-hmm. But the whole deal is to keep you asleep. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, <laughs> if you're here learning things. But, um, well, well, there is there is that concept, unfortunately, both with religions and with politics even, that that if you stay in the mainstream, you're okay, but but if you if you excel or if you're different, I know somebody once said to me, "Be very very careful about what you say and what you do, because sooner or later there are going to be men in white coats that want to dissect you before you're dead." And right. you know, you know, I, that's that's unfortunately true. Um, but but it it did sort of I backed up a little bit and I thought, whoa. And then it was like, all right, but but if I'm public enough, they won't let them actually dissect me before I'm dead. They'll wait till I'm dead. But but you know, it's it's sort of it does put that doubt, and that doubt is is what grounds you. Fear grounds you. Um, you know, having people say, "Oh, be careful! <laughs> you could get in trouble for that." That scares you. And and you know, when you when you totally believe in something, you're capable of almost anything. And and I only say almost because I'm not sure what we're totally capable of. So almost seems to be a pretty good, you know, whatever. I I, I do believe that our bodies need oxygen, but. Um, you know, if you levitate high enough, do you really need the oxygen? Is your spirit going to take over? I, I don't know. But if you believe that your spirit takes over, then I would assume your spirit takes over. I I truly believe that we are capable of anything. Mm-hmm. It's just that there is a part of my ego that that says, you know, be careful what you're saying. <laughs> But the reality is, I have seen magic, and I have seen miracles, and I know they exist. Correct. And because of that, I believe in them. And the only thing that, that diminishes them and, and makes them not as frequent as, as would be a delight is, is the fact that there is part of me now and then that doubts and that's exactly what happened with Peter when he tried to walk to Christ on the water. He believed in, in Jesus and his words, but he looked down, he saw water, and he doubted. Just that, that, that momentary doubt is all that it took to take him down. And That has happened to me a couple of times when I had gone out to, I think I mentioned at the hyperspace, but at a minute I went, oh, wait, can I get back? I have children. <laughs> <laughs> then you snap back, and for me... Every time I do that, I don't get to go back to that place, that particular place, maybe somewhere different. But, I, yeah, that fear is uh, well, and if, that's, if, if that's consciousness also, or sub, um, well, it's, uh, it's part of being human. This is the bridge, is fear the uh, the uh, draw gate, uh, the, <laughs> the gate to pull up. <laughs> no, I, no I, fear, I, fear gets a bad rap. And we've said this before, but there's fear that works in our conscious brain that keeps us from harm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when we use fear as a, you know, blazing sword, it stops us from, you know, continuing forward as well. So, Absolutely. you know, but I mean, 
I'm just saying, you know, fear kind of gets a bad rap. It's a dual-edged sword, though. It's, you know, well, is it evidence uh, appearing, you know, is real? You know, false evidence appearing is real, or is it, you know, the other one that I won't say, but basically you throw it all aside and, you know, go for it. Go for the gusto. Mm-hmm. And then that way it doesn't stop you. But you, you do have to sort some of it out. I mean, there are a lot of people that like running into a blazing building and they get a paycheck for it. But they have some tools, you know, in, in their training and skill bag that, you know, helps them to get back out. Um, I, I'm not one of those. I've been burned enough. I, I've I've lived through house fires. No, I, I would, you couldn't pay me to do that. Well, you know, in some cases you call it, I mean, in some cases, though, isn't it, you know, if you have been burned, then you know not to go towards fire, so it's not fear, it's wisdom at that point. Right, but then you learn when fire is a tool and when it's not. If it's, mm-hmm. if you use it or if somebody is using it against you. Or you, you see there's those definitive moments. There is a place you can get where fire does not burn you as well. There is another and that step is we are all one, including you with the fire. The fire cannot burn you unless you have a belief and a misunderstanding that it can. And then you have to transmutate your energy enough to be to be in that spot. Mm-hmm. Well, have, but if have you I, start out telling yourself you can't levitate, you can't do these other things, you can't astral, then you're already putting up blocks to being able to transmute that fire. But have, they're your you own ever, blocks. Have either of you ever walked on coals? I've seen people do it, um, and I totally believe in it, but mm-hmm. I pers- no. <laughs> I, be- I well, believe in it. I haven't done it. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I also believe in it. I haven't had the opportunity, but, but basi- basically, they, they, what they do, among other things, is it's, it's, it has nothing to do with spirituality. It is programming yourself that, that it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. And if you believe it, and you do, it is cool. And, and you will not burn your skin, because your belief is so profound at that moment in time that that you get into a collective consciousness, you get into a group right. group energy. It's the same type of group energy that happens with faith healers, with yep. with I was um, just going to say that mm-hmm. with fundamentalists. Absolutely, I mean they they get the group energy going. That's what the singing, that's what the dancing, that's what the clapping is. It's group energy. It's getting everybody swept up in that same energy, and then mm-hmm. that healer draws on that energy and touches people. Becomes she becomes. Um, a medium for that energy, if you will, and she hits people with it. And and let me tell you, magic does happen. Now, um, there are unfortunately people that misuse this, and there are people that that set people up as as um, people to lie about what's happened. Um, but I have seen people healed because their mm-hmm. belief was so strong that if that person touched them, they would be healed. And, and you know, it, 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 but, but a healing like that requires the person to, after the healing takes place, to change their life to a degree and their belief system to a degree to maintain that healing. 
and and right. you'll see you'll see a lot of people who have been healed by a by a a healer who walks around. Although there are some people that um, and the one person that I can think of that I can pull out of the hat is the hugging saint. If any of you have ever seen her, she is magnificent. I've I've met people that have not only been healed by her but but who travel with her, and um, they have seen her heal leprosy. And um, Google her in your spare time. She does travel and she hits the United States and and she is amazing. And she literally is one of those people that you have to think, now she's done something right somewhere because she came in here. And and there is is one of the laws and... Of course, now I'm going to have to go through. I don't have them memorized either, everybody. I have to thumb through them, and I will mispronounce the spelling of this one. It's the it's the universal law of Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva. Um, it sounds Indian, and I think it probably is. It's a Sanskrit word, um, and it, it's commonly accepted by most metaphysical adepts today. It means one who has transcended the need of earthly incarnation, but who has chosen to return to the earth to support others in achieving enlightenment. Um, the they, Bodhisattva. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, he will never really be free until all souls are free, so most serious students of metaphysics have entered into this development stage of, of evolution. Um, She's the only one that I would ever say I, I would apply this term to that I have heard about, and and you know I know of of um, you know a lot of healers that are all over the place that seem to be very commercially um, focused, and the commercially focused you know bothers me a little bit, but she is is tremendous, and if you Google her, um, yes, it's Ama. Um, she is she is profound, and she literally needs um the the person i know who travels with her says she just absolutely needs so little sleep it's unbelievable and and she doesn't eat that much either and she's full of joy and love and laughter and um she's profound and there is somebody who is here to to help everyone so um started out by herself meditating as a young girl out in the sticks and she opened her eye one day and there were people sitting there <laughs> with uh-huh. her. She didn't seek that. And uh, she... No, but her, her spirit probably knew. Knew what uh, she came here for, exactly. Yeah. And so she, the, so uh, the... one thing about her, you're talking about caring for your body is another subject that comes up when you get involved in higher dimensional, um, bringing higher energies in, that a lot of healers and and people are doing it faster than their body can keep up with it, and they are getting sick from it. And it's uh, Um, just um, Bruno Gurney, uh, he was the German healer, sort of like the German messiah after the war, um, he ended up dying just because they told him he couldn't heal people anymore. All he would do is stand before a crowd and just send energy and everyone would heal. Um, his last name is G-R-O-N-I-N-G, Bruno. He was, And we never even hear about him. And he just healed hundreds of people just by sending them energy in public. Mm-hmm. And they told him he couldn't anymore after taking him to 
court. No reason. You know, they never have a reason. <laughs> he didn't take right. money or anything. And he ended up dying because he couldn't release all of that life force energy. Well, and, a lot of... Well, well mm-hmm. he, he actually probably... Um, wasn't allowing it. He could have. He could have um, sent that energy back into the earth. I mean, he probably well, that's chose. That's what I said, Barbara, and that's yeah. why I need heal animals and the people who were telling me about him uh, yeah. from uh, Germany and Switzerland. They said, "Oh no, he was here to only heal people." I said, "Da," but if I'm burning no. up, I'm going to heal a rock. Hello, <laughs> you yeah. know. But later on, I found out when doing some research on him since he contacted me spiritually first, uh, is that to teach us, we went through some teaching with his spirit, was that he started out healing animals as a child. So therefore, that was, like you're saying, Barbara, he chose not to do it because there was ways to reduce And and there are lots of of healers that um, do negate out their own body and taking care of their own body. And a lot of healers also forget that they are a channel through which energy is supposed to flow and they take on the illnesses of the people that they are working on and and those who don't channel that don't really bring it through and make sure that they they pass it through so that so that they are just the channel lots of those people do do take on illnesses i mean look at the lady who channeled seth she did get cancer and she did pass away and she brought through some fascinating, some wonderful material, um, and and you know she did she did help a lot of people with the material she brought through. So um, I, I do believe that that a lot of them get into the commercialization of the talent and the skill that they have, and when that happens, then it diminishes their attention and it diminishes their their ability to really have the purity of spirit that they need to have in order to help people appropriately. Um, it's, a, it's a very, it, it, there, there is a, a moment in time when a teacher of spiritual, um, of, of this quality, um, not me, but of these other people, that, that they get to where, where suddenly they're swept away by the fact that people are, are, you know, flocking to them. It's a little scary and they forget to take care of themselves. And that's uh, related to, and now you might come in with this issue, which is self-love and self-respect. Instead of, I mean, when you pour yourself out into the world and never replenish yourself, there's something missing, and I'm guilty of it. I got it really bad. I'm working on it about giving so much. But as women, um, I notice women tend to become victims of that faster than a lot of men do. And I think because culturally we're told we're our givers and a lot is expected of us to be, you know, struggling to give that. I mean, it's just written in the code of being a woman kind of. And if you don't do that, then there's, you know, well, she's a strange, you know, woman. She's not this. She's not that. But if you don't love yourself, in fact, I'm teaching a daily self-care workshop this Sunday at this church that invited me because it's a church of spiritual healers, and a lot of them are not doing the daily self-care. It's it's definitely an important aspect of this field and this work, and and respecting yourself. And I, you know, when when we talk about loving relationships and stuff like that, the first relationship you have is with yourself. 
And if it's not a good one, then none of the other relationships in your life are going to be either. And, uh, you know, so many people say, well, you know, I like myself okay, but I need somebody to be in my life to completely... No, you don't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, you don't. (laughs) Fun to share, but not complete. And... And so it's 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 a matter of you find the love and the joy inside of yourself, and then you draw people to you that that are comparable. It's the same thing. It's it's the it's the um, it's the law of attraction. You will draw to yourself people who are like you. And sometimes there have been times in my life when I looked around and I went, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong here. <laughs> and and happily at those moments in time, I took a look at me and said, "Okay, I need some work here. I have to really work on dealing with some issues in my life and then and then, you know, then then it'll be cool. Then I'll then I'll expand my 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 circles just a little bit." But but I think that that from from what I have observed and from what I have experienced, um, there are times when you find people that you thought were were really friends for life that they drift away, and then then you realize that you're on different paths. It, it doesn't mean that they're you know above you or below you. It's just their path went in a different direction, and you have to embrace that and and just you know hope that you know sometimes your paths cross again because they were cool people. But it's not that they aren't good people. It's just that you're on you're in different directions, and yeah. you have to you know you have to constantly address where you are and who you are and what you are, and and sometimes people in the spiritual field, uh, in the spiritual field, um, sort of get to a point where they think, okay, you know, I'm hot shit now. So I don't have to grow anymore, and that's not the case. <laughs> mm-hmm. If we if we aren't constantly growing, if we aren't constantly reaching for more, and and saying to that spirit within, what more do you have? You know, where can we go now? What's the new direction? Um, it, you, you know, if you don't keep asking that question, if you don't open yourself to what your intuition brings you, to what that spirit within you brings you, um, and and it's important to not put that spirit on a pedestal. It's important to understand that that spirit is working with you, not directing you, but working with you. And and so it's not a matter of worshiping that aspect, that power, that insight, that intellect, that wisdom that's in there, but saying, give me more. You know, and and you know you can't limit the books I take out of this library because I own the library. So, <laughs> so you know, let's go in another direction. Let's see what else there is. And and if all of the books in that particular area are have been taken out, maybe that's not the that that's not the direction you were supposed to go in. But 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 it's it's that having that open line of communication and it doesn't have to be through prayer it doesn't have to be through meditation it's it's a part of you that is there to be open to you always and and it's 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 up to us as individuals to to recognize that and and to ask that you know ask your higher self your higher consciousness the spirit within out to lunch um ask the ask that part of you to be accessible and take it on a walk through the woods. Ask it to just sit and talk to you because it does. And so often the ego 
pretends to be the higher consciousness and goes, comes at you with, oh, thou child of spirit, thou infinite <laughs> yeah. dark child, you know. And, 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 you know and, and, and it's like, it's like at first it's like, wow, I've really hit the mother load. And then, then, then it starts to shovel it at you and you realize this is your ego and you realize that, you know, you made a wrong connection. Um, <laughs> this I remember that this is God conversation. You cannot question God, this guy was telling me. And I said, why not? God is interested in wanting to know what I want to know. <laughs> and then I kept hearing my uh, the inner voice going, this is God. Thou shalt not question me. And I went, mm, I don't like that sound of that voice. It sounds fishy. Mm-hmm. Like, so. <laughs> yeah, but the ego does that. And that's that's part of the ego's job. The ego is to challenge. And it does. And so, so when you put the ego in place, um, we were talking with, with Anne, um, Anne uh, Illumination, and she was talking about how her ego had to be kind of absorbed into the, into the great, the, the total gestalt of who she was uh, from time to time because it got out of hand. And that does happen, you know. And, and, and at those moments when the, the ego is trying to be a higher spirit, you just welcome it in and say, hey, sit down, take a seat. We're going to have cookies and milk or beer and pretzels or whatever is appropriate. But, but you know, the ego is part of that consciousness. It's, it's, it is the, the ego is the way in which that spirit manifests within our reality. So it's important that the ego understand that the communication isn't threatening. It's in many ways inspiring it it gives the ego more credibility it makes the ego look better and you know the personality expands and and it's it's a cool part of you and 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 if you can get that ego to be friends with the spirit within then you've got it made then you walk on clouds and you walk on water and and you know people throw rocks at you and kill you so yeah <laughs> we're going to erase that we're going to erase that from now on for the rest of humanity, <laughs> at least for a thousand years. No more rock yeah. throwing in fiction. I mean, there are people who, who really and truly are seeking answers and are really and truly seeking wisdom, and they're, they're looking in you know, that, that, that song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places, they're looking for spirit in all the wrong places. They're, they're not acknowledging the fact that they carry a spirit within them that is so smart and so wise and so powerful and so magical that it's unbelievable. And, and they're just looking everywhere and feeling lost. And the reality is they're not lost. They're exactly where they're supposed to be. So well, going up back to uh, a, a little bit of a science is I was reading on more than one location that the more melanin, now I didn't know you could have melanin in your brain and in your body. I knew it was on the skin, but the more melanin melanin you have in your brain, it's called, I think they call it the dark brain, the more able you are to tap in with the higher energies coming in from the universe that gives you that connection to spirit. So I always thought, well, if you have a missing link, and they always talk about the missing link being genetic, I'm wondering if it's that link of having that extra um, melanin, that's just one thing. It might be something else missing, too. Because some people really, literally, 
they can't see it and and I know they should be able to see it but it might be just harder for them because they're missing, if it's not melanin, they're missing something that separated them from the divine. Um, In all the mystical and religious stories, there was a separation, and I'm wondering what caused that separation and the formation of the little ego um, is that something was taken away that gave, because you can get some people, and I don't care what, they can find spirit in a a, a blade of grass, you know. And another yeah. person, I don't care how many courses they go through, mm-hmm. <laughs> happening. Yeah, so but, but not every thing. Not everybody is meant to achieve that level of awareness every lifetime. Yeah, that's part of their journey. And melatonin, I, I think melatonin is what you're talking about. That's the pigment in the skin, right? Right, right. What did I say? Okay. Melanin? Yeah. No, melanin. Um, melanin. Melatonin. 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 Yeah. Okay. I, but I put the discussion I think that she's talking about is uh, a pseudo science kind of thing where they were trying to say that the people with more melanin, which is the cutaneous melanin in them, had the brain capacity then to find more spirit because of where the regions they were in but you know I think that's something that somebody would have to really 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 go through um, and research it some more and, find yeah, it. I, yeah, I, I, and actually I, don't think... I think it's full of bunk myself because I think yeah. anybody that, that wants to actually you know work at their spirituality in this case because that's a choice Mm-hmm. To do that can can come to the same sort of levels. I, I yeah. think they can come. I was just wondering if it's just harder. For example, when I first was being gently led to be more telepathic and not rely on automatic writing or in cards or anything else, um, I kept hearing. I think I mentioned this before. I kept hearing gas express escaping from my brain like a bicycle inner tube had a little hole in it and now it sizzles when it comes out when it's wet. And I mm-hmm. can call my friend, I said, There's a hole in my brain. <laughs> I'm I'm losing <laughs> gas. My mother was listening to some program and then I found it in the book she said where this man said the way we were originally telepathic was there was a layer of gas that surrounded the brain itself inside the brain that allowed this uh, vibrational communication to coexist better in the human consciousness. So I wondered, was gas being put in my brain um, inherently, like the body produces it, like the body could produce, like you're saying, everyone can do it, once their body produces all of the things, I don't know if it's just that pigmentation. It could be a genetic crystallized structure that was missing. But you can build that. I mean, um, they're doing science now that says a mother who's depleted all minerals in her body can produce enough, you know, she had none, for a baby to be healthy and complete because mm-hmm. the body knows how to transmute things into what it needs. So I was just wondering... Right. That's the same well, spiritually. <clears throat> well, the thing that, that we have as humans in the physical realm, 
um, we we make all sorts of judgments and perceptions and rules and and ways of putting some above others. And the reality is, the spirit is is the same in every single individual. The power is the same in every single individual. Now, the lessons that that individual needs to learn have been determined by that spirit before it came in. So it, it may well be that that spirit this lifetime is meant to go uh, to spend the lifetime without the connection that other people get, but it has nothing to do with the vehicle that the spirit is riding in. It, the, the spirit is, is all-powerful. It can do anything, but if this lifetime the spirit, the consciousness is meant to go around uninformed. The consciousness will go around uninformed. You could put it down right sitting opposite God at the dinner table and God or that infinite wisdom or that infinite master or whatever would be able to talk him blue in the face and they wouldn't, they wouldn't accept any of it. So it doesn't have anything to do with the physicality of the body you're riding in. It has to do with the perception of the spirit within you. So, it, and it's a really hard, it, 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 it can be difficult, um, and it's difficult for even people who understand the process, that, that, that this is just a physical body that the spirit is riding in, and the spirit itself is capable of everything, but, but perhaps for this lifetime, that person is not supposed to be able to grasp the fact that everything has spirit. I mean, it could, it could be it's important to go through a lifetime without that knowingness. There may be lessons there that that spirit wants to gather. The spirit itself understands the whole thing and probably is ticked off when people try to open a door that is supposed to be shut and stay shut for this lifetime for that individual. You just don't know. There's no way of understanding the way of the universe, of, of the grand scheme of things. It has to do with, you know, I mean, I, I, have, I have relatives who will never understand what I do. And they do try, but they can't, they can't make it fit into their religious belief system, so therefore I am wrong. And I love them, They're very, and they love me greatly. They don't understand me, but they love me. And, and, you know, and that's an okay thing, because this lifetime, they, they have to go through whatever process there is, they're going through with their religious beliefs and their faith, and I do the same thing. But that's okay, you know, I love them. <laughs> and and in many ways, I think the universe had a hell of a sense of humor putting this kind of a combination together in one family, but it did. So so here we are. But 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 nobody is deficient or or more better endowed than anybody else. It's a matter of what were you meant to use this lifetime. Right. And and we use what we're meant to use. Period. But those on a spiritual pathway, those that, that you know, are, are, are beginning to embrace all of these other things, obviously will at some point in time get to a place where they have a more comfortable communication with that spirit within them. No matter how they go about it, no matter what process, no matter how many levels they have decided to create within their consciousness so that, so that they feel they have achieved whatever it is they have to achieve. But but it's different for everybody, and and I just think it's kind of cool that you make your own way and you you decide to build your own bridge. 
uh, I mean, the structure is there. The the um, framework is there. You just have to decide how many planks you want to lay, or if you just want to roll out a whole um, a roll of light and walk across the light. I mean, it, it just <laughs> do it do it however you're comfortable with, whatever works for you, because it's going to be different for everybody. It's 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 the same thing as when people meditate. I don't happen to sit and meditate with my eyes closed and you know soft music playing or things like that. I, I meditate when I'm working and. It's my form of meditation. I either do needlepoint or I knit or I garden or I, I have I have to be involved in some sort of movement of some sort. And I can't do, you know, the moving meditation of Tai Chi or stuff like that because I have vertigo, so I often fall over. But But everybody has their own way of doing things. Everybody, no matter who they are, no matter how similar they are. Twins will do things differently because... Their spirits have chosen to do this pathway of twinning, but but each is an individual and independent of the other. So so, um, you know, people who refuse to accept it, it's sort of like you have to discover it yourself. You have to discover it within yourself. You can't. I can't tell somebody. There's a spirit inside of you that is wise and and has, you know, all of this power and all of this insight. And this is how I get to it in me. And but you can't get to it that way. But but it's there. You have to believe first it's there, and then you have to reach for it in whatever method, way, or form is appropriate to you. I'm just saying that that method, way, or form is of your own perception. And whatever you perceive is perfect for you. So that, so that, so that you know. However, you know, and the cool thing is, nobody can write a book with the steps of this is how to achieve enlightenment, because it won't work for anybody but you. So that, so that it's, 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 it's. You can't convince someone of something they can't see, feel, touch, or smell. But, but. When there is a knowingness inside of them that it's there, when that aha moment, that knowingness wakes up to them, then they know what they're reaching for. Then they, then, then the fact that there's a higher consciousness and there, and there's an ego and, and the two of them have to connect somehow. Um, then, you know, then, then you got something to work with. But until that aha moment happens, and it happens with different people at different times, at different ways, um, but, but, but suddenly they'll be seeking out the information, the aspects, the ways to connect. And, once they once they try a whole bunch on and they don't work, but they know there's still something there. It's sort of like you come to a, a place in the road and there is a huge um, a, a cavern, not a cavern, but a, a gorge there, and they have to get to the other side. Everybody builds their own bridge. Everybody does it their own way and in their own time. You can't cram knowingness down someone's throat it would be cool if you could, because then, 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 then it would be so much more fun just cramming it down some people's throats so that they understood the reality of it all. But, but you can't do it. 
you just can't. And people who go on a regular basis to church and stuff like that, they're getting um, the same stuff fed to them over and over again, but, but, but mostly they're being told they can't do anything unless they have the blessing of. And that's, that's sad. But, but those people need that. So, so the fact that, you know, I've stood here and told everybody you're God. And, you know, do something with it. You have this power. Do something with it. Make a difference in the world. It doesn't have to be a notable difference. It has to be your difference. And if you do that, if you make your mark that way, then you've achieved what you're here for. And, yes. and you know, it, that's blasphemy. I mean, you know, but, you know, and, and, and a couple hundred years ago, I probably would have been burned at the stake, and I think I probably was a couple times. But Yeah, surely you McLean know, got in a lot of trouble for that, for saying that in her book. Sure she did. But and and That's where and we're how, at. Oh, you're co- if, if nothing else, you're a co-creator. you got to take credit for some of this. <laughs> well, we got to take credit for all of it because everybody yeah, I has agree, the same power. I agree, but I was power. just trying to let some people off the hook a little bit. No, can't can't let anybody off the hook because we're all responsible. I mean, this is our reality. It can be it can be heaven, or it can be not so heaven. Because um, I don't believe hell exists. So, but but you know, it's as it's it's what you perceive it to be. And and um, when I moved into the house I'm in now, um, there were no gardens or anything around me, and 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 I keep I kept seeing gardens and. Now there are gardens all over the place. Now I worked like hell, but I saw them and I saw them and I struggled and I dug and I planted and I weeded and you know, but but my my perception became my creation, and it's magical, and and everybody has the potential to do that. I'm not special. I'm like everybody else, but. But, you know, I had a little better understanding of the process. It was kind of like, I keep seeing this, I keep seeing this. Um, outside my dining room, there was a, a very narrow deck, and I kept saying to Patrick, I see a deck out there. And he said, I see more work out there than you, than you imagine. And I said, no, I see a, a deck out there. And he said, I see, I see um, bushes out there. And so I dug all the bushes up, and said, I see a deck out there. And he, he started with, I see, he said, what did you do? And I said, I dug the bushes up. There's a deck out there. And he <laughs> said, I, I guess there's a deck out there. And, and you know what? There's a deck out there now. Yeah. So so it, it's, it's, you see it, you feel it, you work it, you make it happen as best you can, and then, then it, it becomes reality. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's work. But it is fun work. And it's being really, really stubborn about what you believe. <laughs> and, and when people come and tell you something different, you put your hands over your ears and you go, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not going to, to teleport myself to my son in Nashville's house, at least today. But but at some point in time, it would be so cool to be able to just turn up on the doorstep and... and um, and and have him try to explain how I did it, and of course then then I would worry about where's my underwear, what did I, you know I didn't bring anything with me that was pretty dumb. <laughs> there was a Ari Geller. You, someone mentioned him earlier. I think you did. Mm-hmm. Someone Ari Geller. Um, 
he, in his autobiography, actually teleported himself while running to the bus. He jumped through time-space continuum and ended up flying through the plate glass window of a friend of his that lived in a nearby city. And he he recognized the living room because he had been there before, but he had no idea how he managed to fling himself through time and space. And there have been several other people who uh, said that their master gurus taught them how to do by location. A saint Mm -hmm. was able to do it. There's been several saints and even, uh, what's his name in India, Sai Baba, was supposed to be able to teleport himself. And one guy said he did it, and he was almost dematerialized, and he remembered he didn't have his passport, and he'd be in another country uh-huh. and no way to get back, and he brought himself well, back, and then he couldn't do it again. The, the Buddha did it across the river. I mean, there was no bridge, and he was on one side at, for in one moment, and he was on the other side at the other moment. It's something that's definitely within our power to do. And... <laughs> Just forgot because we came to Disneyland Earth, and it's no fun to ride the high rides if you know that you can fly. So they clip your <laughs> wings and tuck them in. No, so no, they didn't no, clip anything. No, no, no. You got it. You got it all. You just haven't figured out how to do it yet. You got it all. Your your memory is not erased. It's all there. And <laughs> That's all you one have of to your do. own boundaries. That's one and, of and your you own got, boundaries. You tell yourself you can't. Because it doesn't make logical, reasonable sense for you to do it. That's part of the pre-programming. And yet, mm-hmm. many, there are people out there that don't go through all that as much simply because they left it in their contract to remember more from their former lives. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to truly believe, I mean, I believe that I'm, I'm capable of all that, but there's another part of me that's saying, but I haven't remembered how. Reality is it's not how. It's embracing the knowledge that I can do it and just knowing it will happen, not having to worry about how, knowing it will happen. And then all and, things will come together to make it so. All things and, on the quantum level, as as so as, as so be above and so below, everything it, will be in uh, exactly. sacred geometry. Beautiful pattern of your life. It's gone. Well, the reality, yeah, it's 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 just it's that knowing. You know, I know that I can do those things. I absolutely know that I am capable of doing those things. And and I, but I'm not confident enough to actually try it. So, so that you know, I'm stum- I'm putting my own stumbling blocks in front of me. I know that I can teleport. I know that I am capable of that. I just would hope I would, you know, be clothed when I did it. I mean, but but you know, there again is a stumbling block, and, and I jokingly say it, but but it's it's it is a stumbling block. So I don't absolutely believe. I know I can. I believe I can, but it's not absolute enough for me to, at this point in time, allow it to happen. Let me ask you this. Have you ever said to somebody, you know, a a dear friend or somebody that, you know, you were quite, you know, in in touch with? I don't mean a a very, um, like, social acquaintance. I mean somebody that you knew intimately well. I'm going to put it that way. Okay. Um, And, you know, uh, well, I'll just use the example that if this is how I learned I did it, okay? I said to, he had had um, his grandmother that had raised him pass away. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, 
so and it deeply affected him. And I says, well, I can't drive to Ohio. I lived in New York at the time, and I says, I just don't have the means to get there. But I'll be uh-huh. with you in spirit. Okay, so he told me, like, when the wake was, when the funeral was, and all that. So I, you know, consciously made plans to think of him and embrace him, you know, in my heart and in my mind and it, at those times. Well, I literally got two different phone calls from people I knew in Ohio, and one of it was from him. He says, I saw you there. You were at the wake with me. He says, and I saw you at the tree by the creek in the, by the cemetery where we, you know, had the, uh-huh. the funeral, where we buried her. And I says, really? And he says, yes. He says, I felt you. I, could, I knew you were there, and I saw you. I, at those times, though, I was in New York on the couch, dead asleep to the world, as far as uh-huh. anybody else there would have known. So, and I've done this other times. I bilocate to Pennsylvania to check on my adopted sister at different times. She calls me and she says, I saw you in your chair with your coffee cup. Now, do I consciously say I'm going to bilocate? No. But I do think of them and, you know, do do that thought process and then, you mm-hmm. know, go out like that. So, but it's because nobody told me I couldn't do it. Absolutely. So, and, oh. I mean, and then I learned it was by location. In fact, I learned from listening to Walks with Thunder. Mm-hmm. And he gave his example of how he does it at times. You know, uh-huh. like be on one side of the wall and, you know, they're standing and giving a lecture in, in one part of the room, but they're standing outside the, the room on the other side of the wall. And people uh-huh. are like going, huh? But, <laughs> yeah, it can't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you can induce these things to yourself and allow the door to open just simply sure. by your phraseology. I'll be with you in spirit. Sure. Mm-hmm. As well as that. And your spirit has the ability to, I don't know, like beam me up Scotty when they pull all the atoms apart and put them together. It doesn't really need to take the corporal body with it, but the spirit will zip out. This time you kind of trance out, your spirit will even go help someone on the other side of the world because there's no time and space. And people will say, I thought of you and I figured out how to get out of this. Or in your dreams, what you think are dreams or you you kind of daydream, you see yourself helping someone who's in a burning building, and then you end up back in your body, your time and space. The spirit is not tied down. It might be hooked to that silver cord out of the navel they talk about. Mm-hmm. It's pretty... Well, well pretty. it is. But, um, yeah, but that's all the other parts. So if you can acknowledge that and realize that there's nothing keeping you from doing it. Absolutely. Except yourself. Accept yourself. Well, for those for those that are in the chat and for those who listen in archive, because I'm learning that archive is very popular these days, um, I would strongly urge that you give this a shot. That that you set up a, a time, um, maybe maybe um, with a friend, where the two of you are going to share, and 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 you know take. 
take a half hour, take an hour, and 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 just you know focus yourself on that person, on their energy and stuff like that. And 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 for for once for one of you, you know, do it. You know, I don't know from two to three. I'm going to be focusing on you. I'm going to seeing. I'm going to be watching what you're doing. I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to be a part of you. And then another day, the other person give it a try too, and compare notes because you're going to find you're totally, totally, absolutely capable of this. You're absolutely capable of getting impressions of what that person is doing, what's going on, smells, feelings, sounds, whatever. And, you know, if it's something you want to develop, go for it. You have the power to do it. Now, I would venture a guess that the people that try it, that get great results, are impressed by that, but they don't go any further with it. And it's where it's the people that go further with it that, that become more and more and more um, practiced at it and and better at it. The only reason I do what I do is because I practice it all the time. The only reason the 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 my communication with spirit is the, is what it is, whatever it is, is because I practice it all the time. It's like a muscle. If you use it a lot, it you know if you use it. You know, it, it works well for you. If you don't, you know, if you don't use it, you, you lose it. You, you don't lose it; it just goes dormant. You can always wake it up again. It never goes away. It, but but the more you you focus on this kind of an activity, the better you get, the richer you get as far as as your own understanding of spirit and what spirit is and what's going on within the spiritual realm within you. It's a cool, cool thing. It's lots of fun. And I just saw the clock, and I'm so sorry that our time is up. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank you for talking, Marie. Next.